Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation. Welcome to this month's GPS Training Podcast. It's our 43rd episode. This month, I'm again joined by Ian. So, Ian, how are you keeping? Hello, John. Yes, I'm keeping very well, thank you. Slowly, um, I think we just put the world to rights just before we started. And, and yeah, slowly, but slowly, yeah, getting back to some form of normality, I think, would be yeah. the good description, which is good. I hope you're not hey. feeling a little bit neglected because you've not been on the last two podcasts, have you? Oh, we had uh, Chris the Coast Walker right. on one and then Tom from Garmin. So, uh... Holiday season, John, holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've got a load to talk about on this month's podcast. So, without further ado, let's get on with today's podcast. The first thing we're going to talk about is our real honest thoughts on the new Montana 700 range. And then we have a quick update on Chris the Coast Walker, who we had on podcast 41. And then we have Ian's FAQs, the frequently asked questions Ian gets asked while supporting our customer. So, Ian, the first thing on this month's GPS training podcast is our good, honest chat about the Montana 700. We've had Tom on from Garmin. We've yeah. had we've written all our reviews. We've done all yeah. our video reviews on it, uh, which we always are quite positive about things. So I thought we'd yeah, have a real um, nitty-gritty chat about it. Also, I'm going to be honest about some of the issues Garmin have had with mm. the unit as well, yeah, which but, um, yeah. I've been keeping my mouth zipped until now, but I've, uh, I'm, I'm about ready and boiling and frustrated. So Talk I thought, about the big public relations <laughs> day park. Exactly right. <laughs> we'll have a chat about that a little bit later on. So we sent you a unit last week, actually. You just had it just yeah, a week, our yeah, demo unit, Ian. So yeah. really, what were your first initial thoughts? You'll have read the reviews. You'll have seen the, uh, yeah. the, the interview. Well, you listened to the interview with Tom. So what were your first thoughts about it? Um, I'm totally impressed. Seriously, John, I'm totally impressed with the GPS. Right. Um, I, I, I mean, I, with the screenshots that I'd seen, I thought, well, this is clearly going to be... The layout's going to be really identical to the 66 mm-hmm. because you know and i know that at the moment i'm slowly almost done it actually rewriting the day one a day one book for our courses for the montana and i thought well actually at the end of the day what i'm going to probably need to do is uh which which i've done is change all the screenshots mm-hmm. and when i've been rewriting the, the instructions as to how to do various things like find a route find a track or do do whatever on the gps i'm actually cutting out compared to the 66 I've, i'm cutting out whole steps yes because and i'm thinking have i actually am i actually missing something and i go back and check it and i think no th- there are so few steps to achieve anything mm-hmm. uh, and <laughs> the other thing that happened to me was on so on sunday uh carol my wife and i we we went to international forest where i do some of my uh one-to-one courses uh quite near to us and because of where we had to park um so i created a route before we went it was on the gps and i th- so we got to where we normally park but the car park was full because it was quite a nice day so we went to a different part of the ashdown forest and i thought well I'm, i know that i can just join my the route here but then i thought because i'm going to need to take a whole pile of screenshots of of the start of a route i'm going to have to really just do it just redo the route and i sat in the car for no less than five minutes just reordering the route and it because it was all so quick um big screen uh, I must say that I think the, the the screen's a bit sensitive at times. You know, <laughs> you only have to sort of like virtually look at it, and it does. It. But no, I mean, apart from no, um, so it really was just so easy to reorder my waypoints in the route to create a new route. Because as I say, I know that you know, and I know we can join a circular walk anywhere. But I thought, well, because I'm going to be doing all these screenshots, I've got to be starting like from the start of a. Of, of, of the route, but as we started elsewhere in the Ashdown Forest, I had to say rejig it all, and it was just so simple. It was so quick, and um, yeah, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> That's my first source because I say I've had it for a couple of months um, before it was launched. The I had a seven hundred I, and um, or seven fifty I anyway, and um, I, I, even just li- literally the first five or six minutes of being out with it. 
I got to grips with it, and that is no exaggeration. Yeah. So they're going, "Ooh, yeah. that's unusual. Ooh, that's new. Yeah. Ooh, that's good." Yeah. It was actually so simple, and it, as you say, it pulled all the nice bits from the six success, e.g., the menu along the bottom, because that yeah. was touch screen. It was just far simpler to get to them, and yeah. even the main menu without such a large screen. There was an icons missing off the bottom. You went to the main screen and you saw all the icons. Yeah, you saw it all, didn't you? Rather than actually with a six success, you've got to scroll off the bottom to find the satellite page. I know we can put that on the ribbon and things, but again, straight away out of the box, it just seemed to work. And and, and simple, and, and that's what we like, isn't it, really? Yeah. yeah, and I think the thing is that because that... It's interesting because I've been playing around with the terminology, what do we call it? <laughs> the bar on the bottom. Do we call it a ribbon? I don't know. Um, I suppose it is because that's what they call it on the six. Garmin called it on sixty-six. But the thing is that it, because it shows on every screen that you're on, then you're not like with the sixty-six. You're having to use the buttons to get go backwards and forwards. It's just there all the time, mm-hmm. isn't it? Because mm-hmm. um, the screen's so big, it doesn't yeah. clutter the screen by being down the bottom. No, where where no. on a success, you, you have to bring it up because it takes up not a third of the screen or, or yeah. a quarter yeah. of the screen because yeah. it's along the yeah. bottom. It doesn't take up. It takes up no, not even a centimeter. No, it'd be like seven millimeters or something like that across yeah. the bottom. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's. What are your thoughts on the size? So it's a big GPS unit um, compared to the old Montana. It's it's. I actually got a text from you on Saturday morning, even saying, "I need cabbage hands." Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it is. It is a big GPS, isn't it? I mean, there's no. But then it's. You know, I think what you've got to think about is is that, you know, they are very popular with cyclists. Mm-hmm. They are very popular with motorcyclists, who, the the trail riders, um, because they're just that big, and you know, the the detail is just fantastic. Um, I think the thing is that for walkers, it is fantastic, provided Garmin come out with a decent kind mm-hmm. of rucksack tether um that i think has got to be the the um that's got to be the the real important bit for garmin to come up with something because otherwise as i say because the old montana had like it's got like a carabiner hasn't it a lanyard carabiner that used to go on the top yeah yeah and it just it's too big a unit to be swinging around i think on a rucksack Mm -hmm. Um, you know what i think it's got a hole on the top and the bottom hasn't it really a, a lanyard cord on and I yeah. kind of I keep looking at that and thinking, Do you know what? You could put a cord from the top to the bottom, or attach with yeah. a cord and have some kind of wider band in the middle, and you could yeah. end up with a yeah. quite a big um, um, like equipment. The lanyard carrying if you put it's like something like that. Could you've got a good attachment or something to hold it with or something? Because I know a lot of our kids. You no, know, my kids put these things on the back of their iPhones so they can you know, clip the fingers in so they can hold the phones. They don't drop yeah. the phones. So something yeah. like that to sit on the back of it would make it a lot. Um, easier i don't know i don't know what their thoughts are we're going to come to accessories in a minute because that's a subject in its own right it's a dragon's den thing it's a dragon's den moment for you and me john it is we should and i think i could invent this you know i learned i work my 26 hour in my 24 hour day and we'll come up with a (laughs) we'll come up with a solution for it so uh yeah it's 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 a big unit um it's funny we love sold so far I'm gonna say I'm gonna guess here, but I think it's gonna be over a hundred so far. In the first batch that went out, somebody did email me saying, "Oh God, this is big. This is a big GPS unit." I did actually sigh at that point, thinking I've done so many videos compared to the old Montana's, etc., etc. Surely you would have known what size it was. But actually, then he emailed two or three days later. Actually, I really like it now. The size is less of a worry now. It's 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 grown on me is maybe the wrong terminology because it was quite big anyway um but he came back and says actually yeah now i've got to grips with it i really like it and and that was the only one out of the hundred plus that i kind of went ooh, I got out of the box went wow that's a big gps unit every else the feedback we've had is second to none really i mean i think what what inter- is interesting john and i know that it's another thing I've, on my list to do for you like because i've done like a do a comparison sheet don't i for the sizes mm-hmm. and the weights and the the screen so the other day i was talking to a customer who's probably going to buy one who's coming on a course in a week and a half's time and over the phone i gave him the dimensions against the 66 mm-hmm. and what is interesting is is that whilst you know and obviously the 66 is a smaller unit it hit from top of the aerial to the the base of the gps the 66 is only about two and a half centimeters shorter than okay. the montana right. in 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 height and the um 
the depth of it, the thickness of it, is identical. So the 66 is identical in thickness to the, Mon the new Montana. Mm -hmm. So that although people are thinking, God, this is really, really, really much bigger than 66. Yes, it is bigger, but it's not. It's actually not that much bigger. And it's all and screen, really isn't it? It's all screen. Yeah, that's the key thing. We've yeah, not got yeah. buttons on the bottom. We've got yeah. areas sticking out the top. Yeah. It's just yeah. all screen, which is what people yeah. have been wanting. Um, Absolutely, yeah. And it's yeah, so... been very well received. The thing. Yeah. Anything you don't like about it, Ian, or not? Anything you can ever? Oh, I wish that had changed. Or I think what I'd like to see Garmin do is this little ribbon on the bottom. Um, it's it's a fixed one of six icons, including the like the main menu button mm -hmm. uh, icon, and it would be nice to be able to have I think more on it because as the, this is the little favourites bar on the bottom, because you know I was thinking well obviously you're going to have like the main ones the map the, the compass the trip computer, so then you're thinking and then you've got the uh, main menu so you've got one more you've only got room for one more icon and i was thinking well yeah you could have marked waypoints and like that but actually what i've done on the training unit i've actually added the profile change uh icon on it because that to me is something more i think well i know it's something more that you would use mm -hmm. than, than um uh just marking a waypoint because you can do that by the means so that's one you know so i'd like to see them give some form of scrollability yeah to that bottom ribbon if people don't know there's a ribbon across the bottom of the screen with your shortcuts as you say like mark waypoint trip computer etc etc mm. where to and and that is not scrollable eg it's fixed which is in some ways good so you're not accidentally moving it but yeah. like you must say actually be quite nice if we could scroll it like we can with the 66s and we can go to yeah, different just, menu options just, just just so you can add a number of them there eg yeah. satellite page and this kind of thing because i know that's what you add on to the 66 on the training course so just yeah. things like that yeah i totally understand that that might yeah, be a nice I mean, feature and we might see in a software update, you never know. Well, absolutely. But no, I mean, it's actually, I mean, for for a new GPS to come out in the way that it's been released, I know you're going to talk about an issue in a few minutes. Um, I think it is actually, I, I think it's brilliant. I think, it, you know, the product does work. Um, but one thing I did notice was that I took delivery. You sent me another GPS down um, for someone who's bought a, uh, one that I'm delivering next week and what clearly is important is is that anyone they're clearly doing quite some serious big updates on it because the one that came down went from version 2 to version 4 point whatever it was and and, and when it, when you look through all the changes you think god this is a brand spanking GPS new GPS and there are a lot of amendments they've done already but uh, and I think that's the important thing for, for people to who customers who have bought them to be just keep an eye on the updates for it because needless to say they will find other mm -hmm. little glitches that will need ironing out but no as there there is very little not to like about it i mm -hmm. would say good right i'm going to pull my soapbox out i'm going to stand Excellent. on it been waiting for it <laughs> and then i'm going to say what has been causing me a massive amount of stress over the last two weeks of my life um, the, the new Garmin 700i and 750i will not read a Topo Great Britain Pro 1-25k map card. We discovered this um, on the day we were about to ship to customers. As you know, we set up GPS units and uh, a number of you had bought it very kindly and uh, bought it with the 125,000 Topo Great Britain Pro map card. So, uh, Lynn, who works for us, sits at the opposite end of the office. She says, John, for whatever reason, it's not reading the 125,000 map card. I went... That's, that can't happen because I had actually been using it with a, a slightly older map card, the Discover 125,000 map card for my demo running into it. That can't be right. So uh, this is the day of shipping. I rang Garmin, I rang Tom, who we had on the last part. I said, Tom, it's not working on this map card. He says, oh, okay, hang on. So I tested it on the 150,000 Top of Great Britain Pro. I also on the test on the Discover 125 map card, and we discovered the the i versions would not read the 125,000 Top of Great Britain Pro. Uh, GPS training, I may add, were the first person people in the world to discover this problem. And reported not Garmin, to Garmin, not, not to Garmin. Garmin. <laughs> <laughs> I 
after a number of hours, Garmin came back and they could replicate the problem, which is always a good start on a problem with Garmin. So at that point, I rang every customer who had pre-ordered their 700i with Topo Great Brewing Pro or 750i uh, with the 125,000 and apologised them for a delay and assured them there would be a software update within the next few days because this once happened before with the uh, GPS Map 66i when that first came out. I waited, I waited, I chased up, I waited. I rang customs up again yeah, and apologised for, for their delay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was quite, uh, most customers were very good except for one, which we won't discuss in the future because you might listen to the podcast. But anyway, except for one who rang me up on a daily basis and emailed me on a daily basis. I even rang him up on Saturdays to reassure him we were on top of the job. It's It's come to light that the reason it will not read the uh, top of Great Britain Pro map card because in their wisdom, um, Garmin have given the, um, the same map code as such to the City Navigator. City Navigator is on the i versions, and that's got the same map code as the 125,000 map card. And therefore, it's reading the City Navigator map first because that is the most recently updated uh, map set. So, the solution is, it doesn't work. So, <laughs> <laughs> bit of a schoolboy error or schoolgirl error, that, isn't it? Really. <laughs> so, can there be a software update to sort the problem? No. So the Topo Great Britain Pro 125K map card does not work with a 700i, Montana 700i or Montana 750i. Okay, when will there be a solution to the problem? Um, as people may know, Garmin update their map cards every four years because Ordnance Survey release a map update every four years. So Garmin are releasing a new map card in January or the start of next year. And therefore, the new map card will work in the new 700i and the new 750i. So, until January of next year, um, you cannot put a Topo Great Britain Pro map card in a Montana 700i or 750i. But is it really going to happen in January, though, John? Well, I did push at you earlier this week. I did push in one of my uh, frustrated phone calls with various people, saying, so this will happen in January. And they said, well, we get the map set updates in January. All oh, right, OK. Is this going to be like... February, the, March. February, March. So... Um, after many hands, and I must thank actually Tom, who's on last pod, month's podcast there. Uh, joking aside, Tom and I have had many intense and frank meetings over the last week, um, Zoom calls, of trying to work out the problem and give Tom his due. He's worked tirelessly to come up with a solution for it. So what we have done is customers who have uh, bought, um, uh, already bought their units, we've got a solution for them, which is actually, um, which I don't really want to publicly want to say, but we've come up with a solution and everybody bar one person was happy with that solution. It's actually long-term is a better um, a better solution because they're going to end up with the new 125K map cards in January Absolutely, when yeah. they're released. So yeah. everybody bar one was happy. And there's one person who said straight away, I want a refund. I said, I've not even told you what the solution is. <laughs> and then he, this guy said, uh, I said, so I, he, I then told him the solution. He said, no, no, I'm not happy with that. He said, "What? what's the problem? I said, well, I'm not going to tell you the problem because you've just been awkward anyway with me. So uh, he got his refund. And everybody else, I can be honest with me, everybody else has been nice. I rang them all up at the start of this week and everybody is over the moon and is actually quite pleased with the solution that we've given them. Um, so... At the moment, we've yeah. taken that off the website, so we're no longer selling the 700i or 750i with 125 Topo Great Britain Pro. Um, and we do have a workaround, but I'm trying to keep this in-house a little bit because the resources are, we can't do it for you know, hundreds of people. Um, so we've, we're, we're very yeah. pleased with that, yeah. and we have a solution. There was actually talk that they were going to pull those two models in the UK um, because um, of this potential problem until the map date was updated. So I've heard on the grapevine, which I think is quite an alarming thing. I have had lots of conversations saying, well, actually, if you go and buy this directly from Garmin and you have already got a top of Great Britain Pro map card you put in and it doesn't work, what will Garmin do? And they can say, well, it's not compatible with it, so that's your problem, which I find quite an alarming um, state of affairs. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my little bit of a gripe um, two weeks of me standing on my soapbox going oh my word I've had one customer ring me every day of the week seven days a week in <laughs> case updates thank you very much for that um, and we've really got it I think we've got it sorted everybody's happy um, with the solution we've got it's going to cost us a little bit of money to do the work around but hey happy customers are priceless aren't they Ian? 
I think yeah, and I think the thing is, John, that I put a the for this Montana Seven Hundred that I'm delivering to the customer next week. I put his one to twenty five thousand map card in the Seven Hundred, turned it on to set it up, and I thought that is just fantastic. Yeah. The the so you know it it is personally i would say it's got to be worth the wait yeah. whilst this it this is resolved it we know it will get resolved because it's such a massive public relations nightmare day and all the rest of it um but yeah i mean it's it and also as you say customers eventually will get a brand spanking new one to twenty five thousand map card yeah. which is you know, and that's quite good actually that we've managed yeah. to get out from Gone because normally you know we kind of just get sprung on. People do say, "Oh, when's the new map?" We'll be like, "We say, oh, it's about then." We don't really yeah. know, but actually, it's yeah. quite nice that we've officially heard they're going to get the new map set in January, and therefore there's going to be a new one twenty-five thousand map card in January, stroke February. Well, come on, John, the big release. It's going to be February. <laughs> it's going to be Easter, isn't it? Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at least we know, and, and to be honest, at, at least. Um, and but the key thing is that I know you mentioned your friend there's the 700 the Montana 700 works great so it's yeah. only the i yeah, versions because yeah. it's got yeah. this city navigator um yeah. built in yeah. that it works so um and that's another thing uh, another customer who um bent my ear yeah, because I'm just gonna get this is like therapy for me really is is he was <laughs> he was complaining that nobody had told him that the city navigator wasn't on the Montana 700. I did state that we did mention on the podcast with Tom and also we did videos on our website, on it's the launch page. Read the specifications yeah. of it on, on the Garmin website, isn't it? So, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he, he also spent uh, half an hour of my life on Monday bending my ear that he didn't say that was the case. And I kind of said, well, I don't know what else I can do. You know, I get up at 8 o'clock in the morning and come on the podcast with Ian. And, well, I get up, I'm on the podcast early in the morning. So I'll try my best, guys. No, I don't know what else I can do. Um, so yeah, yeah. He, he was a. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's called it's called. <laughs> read the you know what's in question, isn't it? Like read yeah. it, read what you're buying. Yeah. So, <laughs> Due diligence, um, I think, is, yeah. isn't it, or something like that. I did actually pass him on to you, Ian. I don't know if you realised that. I did. You did. You did. <laughs> yes, I did realise that. <laughs> Email me on this. I came in on to work on the Saturday to upload the online resource with a 50 plus trading videos. Yeah. And I had this lovely, kind gentleman emailing me persistently when I was trying to upload my videos. And at that point, I went, I signed to Ian. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll. I'll it's called passing the monkey, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I tried to help you out. My skill level is very low on this subject. I can, uh, but actually, once you, once you start asking two technical questions, I'll just pass you on to Ian. Um, and he can, he can burden it. <laughs> So uh, I'll go back to my therapist at that point to uh, to calm myself down after the uh, this boot have. So a bit of the funny stories there. So it's, it, so we have got it sorted. So just be aware um, that if you have got that unit and you've got a topo great brim pro. Now we're just working through this problem. I'm actually going to speak to people. We're actually recording this on a Thursday. I'm speaking to people before the end of the week. The people who've bought it, who've already got topo great brim pro map cards, who they bought from ourselves. I'm waiting for another meeting with Tom this morning. I've got to work out the solution to that. There is a solution. There's just, I think there's just three or four people I'm aware of, and we'll get through those people. So hopefully by the time the podcast is launched at the weekend, um, I'll have spoken to everybody, and we'll hopefully have a solution for them. I don't know what it is yet, but I did put it in the in the Garmin's uh, uh, court on yesterday. So fingers crossed we'll do that. So just be aware. The new Montana 700i, 750i doesn't work, work with the top of Great Britain Pro 125k map card. It will do in the new year. Um, we have some potential solutions here at GPS Training to get in touch with ourselves if you want uh, a solution. But again, as you appreciate, it's taking a lot of our energy. Um, you've, you've got to get your unit from us. You've got to have that support package. We'll help you as much as we can. We're investing a little bit of money in the solution, which I'm happy with. But again, if you've been and bought it elsewhere and, and you're having problems getting no job from Garmin, I'm sorry, there's nothing really we can do here at GPS Training. So just be aware of that. Um, online resources, quickly mentioning, that's up there. Have you had a look at it yet? There's over 50 videos that Andy has done for that. Yeah, um, yes, I've had a quick look through them. Brilliant. I think he's back in either this weekend or next weekend. He's got another few videos to do. So that's going to be a massive, comprehensive directory of... of, of. certainly is, yeah. And there's some really good stuff in there. And I'm not just saying it's the online resource. People don't know it's the online training platform you get when you buy a GPS unit from ourselves and the step-by-step -step guides. And I was actually watching a few of them on Saturday because it takes quite a while to update and, 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 and upload and things. And there's some really good um, tips in there, very comprehensive. 
and I was actually speaking to a customer this week who's you know, wanting to mark trees and he needs the exact spot and there's some really good in-depth in videos for specific areas of it so if people have got their unit from ourselves no log into the online resource if you bought it elsewhere we've sold a lot of online resources to people who bought it um maybe directly from garmin or something um and that's just 50 pounds a year and people are wanting to get the most out of it i think you've done the setup sheet and have you for it yeah, yeah that needs yeah. uploading and to the online resource as well so yeah, you can get out there yeah i know so uh, it's a lot that needs to it's my job sheet here. I'm just writing it down so I'll get that done in the next couple of days so again if you bought it elsewhere there's the setup sheet which Ian has done I'll upload into the online resource and it's really nice to actually see I know you was talking about the manual for our training courses it's really nice that um, we're getting those people on courses I've got yeah, a guy you got a guy I think next weekend on a course with a Montana That's it. yeah yeah. he wants to come and try one and I spoke one. to a guy this week who ordered one who's on my Lakes course I think it's in a couple of weeks time so he's he's right. um, yeah. he's got a Montana as well um, he's yeah. ordered it um, so I think his will be leaving us today so it's nice so it's nice to see those new units on the courses and then we get a really good understanding when we see people using them um, you really we get a really good understanding of how easy or not it is that people are finding it to work with I mean it, it was quite it was quite interesting John because on Sunday when we were out walking for a time I um, I can't remember what I was doing but I was doing something that so I passed the passed it to Carol and the Montana to Carol and then I started so we were doing another little bit for the screenshots and it was just so easy to explain to her what what to do mm -hmm. because it just seems they're just as I saying they're just so few steps that you have to do to do anything mm -hmm. on it and my 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 hope so we sometimes talk about wishes don't we towards the end of the year for what will happen in yeah. 20 for the following year and my hope is is that Garmin will, apart from learn learn from the map card issue, is that they will learn to think, oh, perhaps we could do this for New Oregon. Because in my naive brain, all you would have to do is shrink it yeah. and 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 you've got a brand spanking New Oregon out of it. Oh. And and mm -hmm. Anyway, so that that is my very early that's my very early wish for the new year. <laughs> well, I suppose it's August, isn't it? We're going into September, yeah. so yeah. Why, why oh God, we're talking about that dreaded word already, yeah, aren't we? Talking about Christmas, Christmas sales. Get you, get you. <laughs> so yeah, so that's really good. So I'm, I say I'm looking forward to working with people on courses, and I think you are, Ian. I'm, yeah. I'd say oh, really good. positive feedback. I've had a lot of people, you know, a lot of people upgrading to it, a lot of good trade-ins. Mm. We do trade-ins yeah. on unit, a lot of trade-ins, and people seem to be over the moon with yeah what they've they got. are very brilliant aren't they really so that's our, um, our honest uh, review and update on the uh, montana 700 range if you'd like to find more about the montana 700 range on and of gps units please go to our website which is gpstraining.co.uk and click on reviews and then there is a review and it's called montana 700 series and that has the videos i was talking about when we compare it to sizes also when i'm talking about which one has city navigator i do some unboxing and this kind of thing and then we link to those various products the next thing on this month's gps training podcast is a catch up with chris the coast walker so chris the coast walker we had on the last gps training podcast fascinating individual now i'm just actually being very um haphazard here and bringing up my mobile phone as we do it because i messaged chris on night before last i'll read you the message that i sent to him is i don't know if people have been following chris online um um he's been he's, he's doing phenomenally well he's, he's 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 getting the miles under his belt but he's had some problems with his knee so I'll actually just quickly read the message, then you can get the gist of where we are. So I said, I sent a message saying, Chris, hope you, hope you, I said you're doing a great job, especially in today's weather, because this was on Wednesday, I think, a message, or Tuesday when we had that horrendous weather. I said, I'm, I'm recording a copy of the podcast first thing on Thursday morning, and was hoping to give me an update on your progress. So, firstly, how is your knee recovering? How many miles are you in on schedule? Um, St. David's for Christmas, which is, is objective, best day, worst day, anything else you want to share with everybody, stay safe, John. So he said, John, hi, how are you doing? Sounds good. If I'm not too late, sorry, being a light on batteries. 
Rashid. He replied uh, late on yesterday. Knee was about as painful as you could get before the point where just about to break into tears. Felt like a dog that has stepped on glass. Taken a few short days and strapped it up, including improvising a brace with my backpack overnight to keep it stable. I'm now five days without painkillers and relatively comfortable, also although still aware of it. I'm thinking, I, I think I'm approaching 700 or so miles now, on schedule even with the shorter days, as I'd managed to get a week ahead of myself during the hot weather, probably was what did my knee ultimately. Best day so far, hard one, as everything has been pretty good so far. Worst day has been yesterday morning in that storm, but to be fair, there was a bigger storm a few weeks ago where I had to take shelter under a boat. It was empty in an empty marina um, as the lightning was so frequent. I had to pick it out of the best... At if I had to pick out the best day, it was Brightland Sea. A ladies' book club and uh, booklets looked after me for the whole day, took me swimming, got me fed at a local restaurant where I met the owner and the chef. They got me a room for the night, then waved me off the following morning. Lessons so far is, if there's a stone in your boot, don't wait to get it out. Ponchos are better than expensive raincoats and they're lighter. Mud is a great substitute for sunscreen and, the, and your dye need of long stretches of no shade and, and I'm in dire need of long stretches with shade and water. So that was his, his feedback and it's uh, just great. You no, know, that, that just sums up Chris really. You know, if you read his blog or a thing following on Facebook, you know he's had this tremendous problem in the knee and actually to walk through that is is phenomenal. Yeah. Really. You know, you're strapping yourself up at night. Yeah. Just yeah. shows yeah. what a a brute of a man um he was. He should have walked with poles, Ian, shouldn't he, I think? Um, um... Definitely, definitely. <laughs> poles poles have got to be any long-distance walks. Uh, I, I was telling you this story We quite a few years ago now. We um, walked St Oswald's Way and we were up on the coast and we were walking past some like caravan sites. Um, I think it was up Sea Houses Way and we parked a, a caravan site and some sort of like comedian said all the... All the slopes aren't here, kind of thing. But poles save your knees, mm -hmm. your ankles. They take a lot of weight, reduce a huge amount of weight off your back. Um, they, they, they are a must for any mm -hmm. form of long distance. I, I, I don't care whether I um, look like some lost skier or something. If it helps me back, then so be it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll just quickly yeah. read over those messages so people can get the gist, because he did come back to me and say, Chris, brilliant, perfect timing as we record the podcast tomorrow morning. I will read the update out. We are so proud of you. You're a hard, I did swear at that point, mind, walking through that injury. That's some mental strength. Keep up the great work. We are all cheering you on. So he came back. Awesome. Thanks, John. That means a lot. Just to know that people are rooting for me. Gives me so much strength and perseverance. I'm on a long south stretch now. No idea how long it will take me, but yes, I still have to, that's target of St David's for Christmas with a thumbs up at the end so Chris it's great and I don't know if you listen to podcasts I sincerely hope you do we're all rooting for you here mate and and keep up that great work I'm I'm totally taken back and I think he's a legendary what he's doing walking around the coast of Britain um, for children in need as a charity and um, yeah if you're not listening to the podcast listen to podcast but one and uh, you'll listen to my interview with Chris there if you want to find out more about Chris's epic journey, please go to his website, which is thecoastwalker.com, or on Facebook, he is Chris the Coastwalker. On Twitter, he's at at a Twitter, sorry, he's at the Coastwalker. The next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is Ian's FAQs, the frequently asked questions you have been asked over the past month. Now, Ian, I only sent you the running order about 10 minutes ago. You see, I've hijacked your piece already. You did. That's why you did it, isn't it, John? <laughs> oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure it is. So, should we just call it John's FAQ? No, it's not. I've got, I've got to just... I'm raving about something that I found. And I, I and it ties in with my Garmin watch, so I'm going to tell you about it. So, what I've discovered over the last couple of weeks is I've found a fantastic app for both smartphones, iPhone, and Android users. And, again, it's called... Um, it sounds really naff, so just bear with me. It's called Calorie Counter. Calorie Counter is an app you can put on your smartphone and Android, uh, iPhone and Android users. And what you do is you put in your weight, 
and you put in what you eat. So you literally can scan barcodes with this, so when you're having this, or you can type in apple or whatever, and you put in what you eat. You put your weight in, and also you put your goal weight that you want to aim at. Now, it's not just for people who want to lose weight. It's You can say, I want to keep my weight consistent. And then what you do is you log your food, either via barcodes or manually inputting in your breakfast, your dinner, your lunch, uh, breakfast, dinner, lunch, snacks. What this app does, it tethers with your Garmin device via the Connect app. So if you've got a, a Phoenix watch or you've got an Instinct watch, it measures your activity and it offsets your activity against the calories that you're taking in. So it's really quite smart. So you can say, right, it, it says I should be taking in so many calories per day at my height, at my weight and my aim that we're going to go at. And then if I go for a walk, I will do it. So if I look yesterday, ooh, hang on. So yesterday... I walked um, um, 12,477 steps with 36 flights, 6.5 miles on my normal day walk, and that burnt 541 calories. So therefore, that offset my calorie intake for that day by that. So that kind of offset my my breakfast, or my lunch was 447 calories, my breakfast was 195 calories. So it shows that it offsets that against what you do. It's all automatic. So this is what I really like. So you literally just log your meals as you do them, add your water that you're drinking, um, and it automatically sticks with the Connect app. And then you can see, and I did it the other day, I had a bit of a joke, you know, after tea I had my lovely um, jam sponge and custard. So I could weigh it all out. And then I went for a walk and I kind of joked as I walked off. I think I have to go for a slightly longer walk this evening to walk off my <laughs> jam sponge. And it's phenomenally accurate. You no, know, it says you will lose this weight per day if you eat. As long as you don't, you have to tell it exactly what it's doing. But by offsetting it with that exercise, it brings the two things together in a smart way of doing it. And I'm actually dumbstruck and absolutely overwhelmed it's a free app for seven days and i've got no commission for this and then it's something like 3.99 a month or something like that uh and it's absolutely brilliant so people especially um in lockdown or you're, you're isolating still um you know it's a really nice app that ties in with your watch and uh and it measures and it's it's, it's amazingly accurate it will all it alters your calories and things according to how weight you weigh your, if you weigh yourself you can log in your weight and it will adjust accordingly and and i'm absolutely overwhelmed by it um and i'm thinking it's, it's one of the best things that I've, I've ever done in my life you can even monitor your alcohol so if you drink alcohol you can put in you know, a glass of wine or whatever you're doing and that adds into your calories and it's fascinating it's it's absolutely um it's <laughs> I'm not that impressed but tying in with the watch it's it's a it's a really nice um thing so ian don't laugh at me it's great it's good. No, John, I was thinking it's great, but I'm thinking, God, you know, it's sort of like um, <laughs> scanning. I'm thinking, hey, do you scan two, two teaspoons full worth of coleslaw or a dessert spoonful of coleslaw that you have with your salad? And <laughs> Yeah, well, you scan it in and it says that packet is this much, a portion should be this much. So you can say oh, a quarter of that tub of coleslaw is what you're going to put you, in your salad you've got, and things. You've got too much time on your hands to be weighing everything, John. <laughs> So clearly, <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not I'm not a, a plum guy, but I've lost seven pounds in two weeks yeah. on it. So and, yeah. and actually, no, I, by monitoring that, and what I'm going to do is I'm moving my weight down to a certain section, then I'm going to plateau that. I'm going to I've got another um, two weeks I've set to hit my goal weight, and then I'm going to set it to keep me at this weight, yeah. will improve my yeah. calories, yeah. and then I will sit there. And to be honest, I, I, as someone who's tried all sorts of things over the years, and I say I'm not overweight by any means, but I'm absolutely in love with it. and tying it in with the Phoenix uh, that I wear on my wrist all the time. It really enlightens me to have that. Maybe I'm just a, a nerd that I like figures and I can work to figures. And actually last night when I got home, I did a webinar last night. I got home and I still had you no know, 400 calories left. So how could I have two glasses of wine? You know, and therefore I could I yeah. could have that yeah. because I could have sit down and go, it's been a long day, let's have a couple of glasses of wine, that's brilliant. Where the night before I had no calories left. So I have a glass of wine every night. But so you can say, actually I'm allowed that now because I've done it and then I still I'm still within the brackets. I'm not I didn't put on weight because I, I was eating the, the, the wrong time. So it's a it's a uh, I'm again a little bit obsessive with it, but it's John, it's good. call me old fashioned, you could just say that I'm not drinking on school night. 
well, that's it. But, but <laughs> as we had that earlier story about the uh, the Garmin yes. 709, 759. <laughs> driven you to, you've been driven to drink. Driven to drink. I could have easily been an alcoholic at this point in my life, but Apper saved me. Because so, <laughs> I've not had a drink since last week. Otherwise, I've been drinking a bottle of wine every night and I would be 42 stone by now. And... Uh, <laughs> So that was me hijacking oh, Ian's fantastic. FAQ. So if people are interested in oh, much more exciting. monitoring much more their exciting weight, um, have a look at it. It's it's called Calorie Counter Plus. It's a British one as well, so it's really nice. That and uh, today I I really liked it. It ties in with your uh, fitness thing. So again, I know I'm talking about a, a Phoenix, but even if you've got a anything that works with the Connect app that measures your steps and and floors will tie in with that app. Okay, Ian, it's back very to your good. bit. So I've hijacked no, it. No, that, that was much more exciting, John. Much more <laughs> exciting. So your Garmin FAQ yeah. is... Um, should, do you know what? We, we might fall out of this one because um, it, it, yours is, should I use the battery save option or not? If people have been on the course with, you, with me, you'll know my views on the battery save option, but I'm going to hear Ian's views. I'm going to sit back in my chair and, my uh, views and get off my soapbox. Get... <laughs> My views are that people come on my courses, and I actually spoke to gentlemen over the last month, and he used his he was using his battery save, and I think he just got very tired, just forever having to turn the power button back on to reactivate the um, the screen. And my argument is is that um, yeah, you can use this battery save uh, option, but the GPS is, you know, if you set the backlight to 30 seconds, I think 15 seconds is a bit short. So I think that, you know, and you don't have the screen brightness full tilt, just slightly lower than 100%. And let's face it, apart from on courses when people are using GPSs, all their GPS all the time doing things on it, essentially you, you should, you know, we should, as we've all discussed in many other podcasts, you should have a paper map with you anyway. Um, in theory, your GPS is just going to be sitting there, isn't it, on your rucksack strap or on your bike, and you're really not going to be doing much. So, to me, just having the GPS dim itself out, the screen dim itself out, and just leaving it that, it's just so much less aggravation than letting this um, the the it, the battery save option be on, because every time you want to do anything, you've got to. T- press the power button properly whereas at least you've just got to either move a touch a button or the rocker button in the middle on a 66 or touch the screen on a touchscreen gps and, it, and the backlight comes back on and i i personally on my courses i say to people that you know i just find it a very tiresome facility really and you're not really say you're not really i don't think i mean i, I can't remember who i was talking to many years ago i'm sure things may have changed but at the end of the day there are more things that we do on a GPS that, that will run the battery down than have the battery save enabled. That's mm-hmm. that's my view, you know. And also, the other thing is we've I know we've discussed countless times. You know, if you have decent batteries, then decent batteries, and you you're not going to use it much through the day. They're more than going to be capable in seeing you through a day. And and personally, my opinion is. It's a nuisance, the, the battery save option being enabled. We agree. So I thought we were going to disagree on this, but I no, totally no. agree with you, Ian. Actually, battery save is is Satan's... Um, maybe it's, really like, but it's, it's, not, it's not good. It's not good. You know, again, I guess so many people ringing up saying, I can't get to the main menu. Every time I press it, my screen goes blank. you got battery save on. Switch it off. Battery save, people yeah. don't know, is you go to set up, and is, is it under It's under batteries? Is it under power? Uh, um, it's under... No, it's actually... Cause it's funny you say that, because I was thinking, where is it? I've actually got a GPS. I think it's uh, It's under under the display. Display, it's under, sorry. Di- so yeah. so set yeah. up, then display, yeah. and then the bottom yeah. one is power save on and off. And what happens is, if you've set your backlight for 30 seconds, uh, 30 seconds, um, when your backlight goes off the screen, goes blank, you still manage to record your track, navigate your route. Still everything does all of it, does, doesn't it? Yeah. But the screen goes blank, and it Again, on my course, I get it. No, straight away, I say, do you know what? Well, I'm not spending all weekend with your screen going blank. Let's just switch this off. And and worst case scenario is, guess what? We've got to put another set of batteries in. 
really you know we've got rechargeable batteries we've, yeah. we've charged yeah. we've charged four in the morning put two in your rucksack two in your rucksack just in case let's just switch the battery save option let's see the screen all day long and um that's the way it's just so we totally yeah. agree let's switch off the battery save unless you are doing something um massive like a, a yeah. an ultra event or something like that aren't yeah we? and and certainly um in the expedition modes that that's when the screen will totally switch itself off isn't it yes. so it's still re recording everything but as i say the quality of the the current day gps is so good that a you can see you know i mean in some lights you can see the map without even having or whatever you're doing without needing to put the backlight back uh -huh. on but uh -huh. you know it, it's you're 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 going to use more power doing lots of other things than um you know and than with the battery save being on you know it's really going to save i think save you very little on mm -hmm. the say very little on the power usage of the gps brilliant so that's your um so we say let's switch off the power save option on the garmin gps unit and uh, let's just keep it going and um if you come on one of our courses if we get it on we'll reprimand you won't we <laughs> oh absolutely yes <laughs> okay your sat map faqs so right uh, sat map faqs how do i remove a route that's shown on the map page and clutter up the screen um well Option one, the if you don't want them on your GPS, delete them. So that's one option. Uh, the other one is that if you, you know, I understand that people will have, if they go away, probably quite a few routes on their Active 20. So um, under the settings, uh, option 22 um, is you, you can hide inactive routes. So any other routes near, which I think which what you can't do with uh, Garmin GPS is, I mean, not the routes, but certainly with waypoints, if you've got a whole collection of waypoints close to where you're walking, but not part of the route, they they still going to show. But on the Active 20, you can switch off uh, the inactive routes. And so you have a nice clean map apart from the route that you're walking. Um, so that was a customer who the other day, I think, who was, you know, really, I think they, they knew that there was a, <laughs> the ability to do it mm -hmm. and i noticed that that wasn't that was another email john that came very quickly to me <laughs> <laughs> so so sat map active 20 shows inactive routes as well as active routes on the map yeah page so, when you go on so to, they, garmin doesn't does it, it only shows yeah, the active routes absolutely yeah 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 so. yeah so so as i say so um if you've if your active 20 is showing inactive routes which are gray then you can switch them off under the settings, which is option 22, which is um, where and the option you want to select is hide inactive routes. Brilliant. So if you just hide inactive routes, if you want to clear that map page with your active routes. I must say, as you know, Ian, I've been speaking to a bit over the week. We've got a sat map course on Saturday. And I have been yes. I spent a lot of time with sat map and Expedition 2, and I'm really liking it. And I'll be honest, yeah, Expedition 2, great, great piece of uh, kit. I, like software. I know you've you've... Raved about. I've played with it a fair bit in the past, but I've spent a lot of time over the last week or ten days with it, and I can say, going, it's very nice. It's very nice. I just, it's, it, and this is meant in a very respectful way to, to SatMap. It is very basic, but it does what people want mm -hmm. it to do. Mm -hmm. Unlike Basecamp, that the amount of customers who comment when, especially new customers who are new to Basecamp, and they comment just how unintuitive and and clunky base camp is uh -huh. um and i think they're right compared to expedition 2 uh -huh. i think expedition 2 is um it yeah i mean it is just so simple and it is so good i was speaking to a customer the other day that if their gps is set up properly which i know we've discussed in the past um you know you can access your expedition to when you're away use a tablet yeah. or even a phone if you don't have a tablet and you can sync it this uh, your expedition to directly to your Active Twenty. I'm saying out loud, you know, is actually there is actually because you can do that. We get a lot of people now who are buying even Garmin GPS units who are wanting to plan when they're when they're out and about. So expedition two because you can actually export to a garmin gps device because it says when you export the route to keep it less than 250 waypoints so actually a lot of people who say i don't have a um a, a, a computer and, and i want to plan solely on a tablet 
even with the Garmin, there's no reason why they can't create their routes and expedition to and then export it as a GPX file, then transfer that onto their Garmin GPS device. Because then they've got OS maps, which is what we don't yeah. get currently with the Garmin, the Garmin Explorer app. No, and and I think the other thing is is that yeah, it, it's it, well, it's funny you should say that, John, because I've done exactly that. Yeah, I have done it. We maybe should do a full piece on that in a in a future uh, podcast. So anyway, yeah. Ian's FAQs on wearables. So the final yes. FAQs on wearables. So um, basically, I've had a few customers because again, we know that we've seen sales increase quite dramatically with our um, with the watches, with the Instinct, and with the Phoenix over the last month or two is I've had one or two customers contact me to say, well, you know, my, my watch isn't showing me this bit of information or that bit of information. And all the time, I, my first question is, are you, you know, is it connected to your phone? And they go, oh, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and then, so that's the answer. And, and so basically things like the weather, um, notifications, call, uh, text, phone calls, things like that. They all your your watch needs to be connected, shown connected to the um, uh, to the phone. And if it's not, then it's not going to work. I've actually got the way that I've set my Phoenix watch up is is that they you know you've got lots of different options on the face, and one I've got like a little icon. I've got a little string of icons uh, on my Phoenix watch face. And one of them is a phone connection symbol. Right. So, so as as well as the the phone, um, you know, your watch saying it's disconnected or connected, it's got like a little phone signal, and um, you can see whether you, you know, when you think, oh, it's not connected, and you can see the little line through it. Um, so as I say, so some of the data that you you're you're expecting to see, you will only see if it's connected to your phone. Um, sometimes though. Um, also, it's because the notifications aren't set up properly within the Garmin Connect app. And I know that you put the notes for the podcast, John, uh, on the on the uh, when you publish the podcast. So, you know, I've just given what you need yeah. to do to just check that everything is set up properly in the notification bit under Garmin Connect. So, brilliant. Um, so we can so, add those various things onto the watches, which some examples are text, phone calls, app notifications. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm going to put in the show notes how you can put those onto your uh, Phoenix and Instinct uh, GPS watch and how we do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much for your top tips this month. Don't forget, we have lots of top tips and solutions to all your questions in the GPS Training online resource. Just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk, click on online resource on the top menu bar, and then log in, select the unit or the watch of your choice, and you'll see there'll be top tips for each of those units. And finally, Many thanks for listening to this month's GPS Training Podcast. If there's anything you would like us to cover in future podcasts, please do get in touch. Please do get in touch, especially if you're thinking about buying a new outdoor GPS unit. Please take a look at both our physical GPS training courses and also our podcasts. Again, with COVID-19 restrictions now being lifted, uh, we are running courses as normal. Please do tell your friend about the GPS Training Podcast and also about GPS Training and encourage them to subscribe on whichever platform they are listening to. And if you are listening to the podcast on iTunes or on whatever podcast player, please do give us a five-star rating and a snazzy review. It is very much appreciated. Many thanks, Ian, for joining me on this month's GPS Training Podcast. We've kind of put the world to rights a little bit, haven't we? We have. We normally Why do not? it before we come online. <laughs> but on this month's GPS Training Pod, we've kind of been a bit more... I think uh, it's just been the, the frustration of what's happened over the last few weeks. I think uh, it's been a bit of a nice yeah. to... Uh, to uh, to spend it all out, and you can put your soapbox away now. John. I can put my soapbox away. I can. Uh, it's just coming up to nine o'clock. I can switch the telephones off, and the uh, first has to happy customer will ring up and get the happy John. Hi, yeah. welcome Good. to GPS trade. Oh, a sign to Ian. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So, thanks Ian, have a good day and thanks for joining me on this month's podcast. Thanks for listening to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation.